Hey y'all, before I get into the episode, I just want to let you know that I'll be hosting my first event of the year on Saturday, February 15th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Tampa, Florida called the Rest, Reset, and Recharge live podcasting and tea making workshop. The mission of this event is to encourage us as women to establish rest into our daily lives, just not on the weekends. So hopefully we can avoid burnout throughout the year. We're going to learn techniques to become more proactive rather than reactive on our days, determine non-negotiables that we need to put in place so we can be more productive and more restful, and then how to develop new habits to incorporate into our day that is tailored for us. And basically, you're going to be surrounded by a community of women who are determined to start the new year with a fresh mind and healthier habits. So not only will we be having this kind of group discussion, live podcasting experience, but we will also be making tea. I mean, what is the universal sign of resting more than tea, y'all? So we're going to have an expert from Calicia Tea teach us how to combine different spices, different herbs, and different fruits together to create our own perfect cup that is uniquely for you. So you will walk away literally with your own tea blend that you designed for your own need. If you are interested in coming to this event, it's literally a click away. All you have to do is go into the show notes, click the Eventbrite link, and buy your ticket. Early bird tickets end January 22nd, so buy it before the prices go up. After that, y'all, it's the price. So I hope to see you there. I'm really excited for this for this to be the first event of the year, and I hope that it benefits you as much as it was a joy to plan the event for you. All right, let's start the show. Hello, my beautiful people. You are tuned into the Planter Podcast, where we focus on faith, growth, and lifestyle. This is a podcast that propels both men and women to live their God-given purpose one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Dami Shodi, and I am so grateful that you have tuned in to the Planter Podcast. What is going on, my awesome planter community? It is your girl, Dami Oshodi, the creator of the Planter Podcast, where this podcast and the platform helps equip and encourage you to live your life of purpose with passion and with excellence and focusing on the areas of faith, growth, and lifestyle. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining the Planter family. And if you've been continuously listening, thank you so much for coming back again. We have a good time every time the podcast comes out. So appreciate you for sticking on the ride. It is the, or this podcast, this podcast is coming out in February. So it is the first week of February. How exciting. So, you know, this month is all about love. Everybody's going to be talking about love, um, how to love yourself in singleness, relationships, all of that thing or all of those things. And I will surely be jumping on the same bandwagon as well, but we're going to do things a little bit differently um this february so yes we're going to be talking about love self-love and love relationships and things we are going to do it from a different perspective and i think the first one today or the first part of that those kind of topics is we're going to be talking about god's love language so everybody talks about love and how you should be loved and how you can love yourself but Let's talk about how can we love God more and what does God's love language look like? 
So we're going to be talking about that today. And ultimately, the goal of this podcast is to help mature us in our faith. And by faith, meaning our understanding and our trust in who God is and just our walk with him. So maturing us on our walk. So I'm going to say it as a season. Okay. Okay. So I actually wrote a blog po- blog post about this um, a year ago, but I felt like I should expand on it just a little bit more about what is God's love language? How can we really show that we love God? God's love language is obedience. Obedience is the love language of God. And it's the key to showing him that we actually love and care about him. John 4 verses 15 says, if you love me, keep my commands. Very cut to the point, very dry. If you love me, keep my commands. John 14, 23 verse 24 says, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. So we can basically wish in our mind that we love God. We can think that we can love God. But I mean, for the past couple of years, we've been seeing this phrase that love is a verb and it requires action. We cannot claim to love God, but we don't follow his decrees. We don't follow follow his instructions for our lives. We don't follow what he's asking us to do because it says it that anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. It's as almost as if our flesh is opposed to the spirit. Um, it actually says that if you're governed by the flesh, that basically the fruit of that is death. But if you're governed by the spirit, the fruit of your life is 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 or the fruit of your life is life. So the flesh up naturally opposes um, how we react to God and the battle is always this. We know what to do. And Paul makes a point of this in Romans. I know what I should do, but I don't do. I want to do it, but it's like there's a constant battle. And the Bible describes that we're at constant war within ourselves of doing the right and the wrong things. And not that, you know, that God is like, these are the laws because we know that Jesus came um, and basically put the laws into, into, main categories or two main things that love God with all your heart, all your strength and all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. If you sum up 613 of the laws that the Israelites were given in the Old Testament, ultimately you're to love God and you're to love people. So we have to understand from the get-go that it's not that he's putting a rule and regulation, but if we love him, we would want to follow what he says. There's some of us who are listening that He's given us instructions and he continues to tell us what we should do. But for whatever reason, we may refuse to do that thing. And then we wonder why our lives or our fruit of our lives is not panning out or why things are just not working out and not falling into place. And we feel like we've been in the same place for so many years or we've been in the same position and we're just not advancing. But we claim with our mouths that we love God. But the Bible says that anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. So you may be thinking that, okay, I need to obey him. And this is God's love language. But honestly, Doyen, I don't know how to do that. Um, I've been maybe rebellious or I just don't know how. 
Um, And honestly, the fruit of learning how to serve the Lord and to love him wholeheartedly is building a relationship with him, an intimate and personal one. And this is one of the greater missions of my platform is to really encourage people to grow their own personal relationship with God for themselves, not based off of what your mother has told you about God or your father or your church has told you, but what has God told you? How has he revealed himself to you? How do you know him? How do you call him Abba Father? You know what I'm saying? Like what about him can you identify that? No, this is true for my life. So I'm going to kind of just share some things that can really help you grow that relationship with him so you can be more clearer on how you can obey God in your own life. So the first thing is, and I mean, this is gold, read your Bible, get a Bible translation that you understand, pick a devotional or subject and get to reading. As Christians, we cannot say we believe in Jesus Christ and we do not read the Bible. Or we can say or we believe that something is right or wrong scripturally, but we have not read the Bible. We're only processing it off of what somebody else has said to us, but we have not taken the time to allow the Holy Spirit to minister into our own lives personally. God, even though he's sovereign and he's omnipresent, he is also a very personal God. He knows every hair on your head. He knew you from before you were formed in your mother's womb. He He, he knew you. He appointed you for a time like this. He wants to know you. He wants to be included in everything that you're doing. But in order for us to build that foundation with him, because it's not that he runs away. It's mostly us that, you know, due to our own sin or due to our own desires or whatever, we're the ones that are backing away. We need to just revamp, reconnect. And the way to do that, the first way is you need to read your Bible. I mean, other than prayer, that's a given, but we need to read our Bible. So I'm going to give you some scripture uh, to understand really the power of the word. So Hebrews 14, 12 says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 says, All scripture, not some scripture, but all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I didn't make that up. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. And, you know, there's this argument around um, floating around that, oh, why would I read the Bible um, is written by man. But the Bible that we say is written by man clearly states that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. If you want to understand how to be obedient to God, we have to understand his word. We have to understand his instruction because what happens is the Holy Spirit is able to minister to us through his word to help teach us what his instructions are for our own lives and just the instructions that he has in general. I mean, he's appointed prophets and he's even appointed um, apostles like Paul and Peter um, and John 
ones that we can learn from to help give us a better structure. One thing I say about the Bible is you see the Bible as it is, you read it, but there's always underlying layers. It's always um, reproofing. You can read the same scripture one day and read it again another day, and it says something completely different. Why? Because the word is alive. It's active. It's not dead. Again, there's up, there's different misconceptions about the Bible that, oh, it's from the past. It doesn't work for today, but the Bible is continuously leaving. It says that it is spirit breathed upon, that the Holy Spirit speaks to us through his word. That is how we're able to understand his instructions and to become obedient. I'll even read you this scripture that really helps us understand the importance. If we haven't understood it yet, I think this one really, um, points us the importance of scripture. Psalm 119, 29 verses 34. Keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. I have chosen to be faithful. I have determined to live by your regulations. I cling to your laws. Lord, don't let me be put to shame. I will pursue your commands for you expand my understanding. Teach me your decrees, O Lord. I will keep them to the end. Give me understanding and I will obey obey your instructions. I will put them into practice with all my heart. Make me walk along the path of your commands for that is where my happiness is found. Again, going back to that idea of we believe or, or not we, but this idea of the laws or what God is saying for us to obey. It's just rules and regulations. And that is why we don't want to serve him. But in this Psalm, I thought it was interesting. The psalmist said, make me walk along the path of your commands for that is where my happiness is found. There is joy in following God. There is joy in his, in his, in, in being obedient to what he's asking us to do, because we know that he does all things for the for the good of those who love him. So anything that he's asking us to do, it is not that he's trying to harm us or it's not that things have happened to us to harm us, but it's for a greater reason. It's for a greater purpose that he's calling us to be obedient. And because we're obedient to him, we bear the fruit. Because we're led by the spirit, we're able to really bear fruit. That's just how fruit can be seen in somebody's life. That's how you can decide if somebody's for God and they're not. And that's why... Just being honest, some of us can, you know, some, some, some people will say they're a believer, but their actions are completely different from what a believer is. Or you can give the lip service, but the fruit of their lives are not showing that they're a believer. So it's very, it's not very hard to identify who's really serving the Lord. Um, and who's not. I don't look necessarily at what people are saying, but I look at the fruit of their lives. And of course, we're all in different stages. So fruit may look different. My fruit may actually be inside. Rather, it's not that, um, I'm, I have abundance on the outside, but I'm, I'm having abundance in character. I'm developing within myself because of the obedience that I have to God. But we have to really see that He's giving us these instructions because that is where the joy is in, 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 in the fences that he puts up for us or the path that he asks us to follow. And, um, I would say the protective, it's not necessarily maybe fences, but the protection, um, through his, through his instructions that he's asking us to follow. That is where real joy is found in life. 
Um, if we're left to kind of wander and just go by the flesh how we want, when we want, we will see that at the end of the day, we're going to bear the fruit of decay. We're not actually going to bear the fruit of life. Um, if we continue to let our old ways take control over us continuously because we're not being obedient to his word, we're not going to bear the fruit that is required. And the thing is, your fruit is what really attracts people. So they're looking to you to see, what do you really believe in? Like you say you believe in God, but like what makes you different from me? If somebody has to say that to you, that I don't understand because you act the same way as I do and they're not a believer, that's a problem. That's really a problem. So understand that God is not, he's not going to force you. Um, he's not going to um, come, like tell you, you better do this or else. He's not that type of God. Like he's so sovereign that he gives us free will to choose. But understand that he gives us the opportunity to serve him. And in serving him, there's much fruit and joy, peace, abundance, the fruit of the spirit that is that is buried in our life. And we can really find that true happiness. So happiness, if you want to know, if you want to know the key to happiness, right? Because the whole world is like, what is the key to happiness? How do I become happy? Happy, happy, happy. The Bible makes it very clear. Make me walk along the path of your commands for that is where my happiness is found. Following God and being obedient to him is where we can find happiness. So you're like, okay, well, God told me to move to like New York and I don't really know what I'm going to be doing there because he'd be doing stuff like that. Like <laughs> he'd be like, move to a different state and people be like, what, what am I going to do there? And then they'd be finding jobs and like the second day that they're there, it's very interesting. Um, but I, basically what I'm trying to say is obedience can be challenging, right? Maybe he's asking you to let go of that boyfriend. Maybe this February you thought you're going to be, you know, getting flowers and them chocolates and doing something a little, you know, a little, little adult-ish on, on the, on February 14th. You thought, you really did, you thought, but he's going to be like, so I'm going to need you to break up with that boy though. I'm going to need you to break up with that girl. I'm going to need you to drop them friends. I'm going to need you to wake up and um, pray to me before you go to work. I'm going to need you to fast. I'm going to, like, there may be certain tasks that he's asking us to do that are just really challenging. Um, but one thing I've understood is that God tells me to do things because he loves me and he wants the best for me. And ultimately, he wants me to be a part of his mission, which is really reconciling people back to him. We all have a part to play in this mission and not because we are worthy of it, but because he decided to bring us along on the journey. Because if we look at our lives, even though God is so faithful, we are not always so faithful. And we continue to sin because that's just our nature. We're human beings and it continues to put us farther away from God, right? But God in his faithfulness continues to just keep reaching out and keep holding us. And, and you know, uh, Paul says that, I don't know how the verse goes verbatim, but basically he holds on to the one that like holds on to him in a way. Like he's basically grasping on to God because he's he, grasping on to Jesus because he knows that without him, I cannot do nothing. I, I, my life is just... It means nothing without you. So when he's asking us to be obedient, he it's it, it can do three things. I'm going to just list three things. Um, it, it's equipping us to live the life he has called and created us to live. He has already given you a purpose before you were born in your mother's womb. I mean, we see this in Jeremiah. He he um, 
we see this even with Moses, that Moses has had had a purpose, even though it wasn't said he had a purpose um, from the minute he was born. He has fashioned us to do certain things in this life that will really, again, feed into or be a part of the system of his mission, which is to reconcile people back to him, to reconcile people back to his love. So he's asking us to be obedient to certain tasks because we need to be equipped. As we walk through this world, we understand that we adopt certain habits and behaviors that are really detrimental to the ultimate vision and image that God has fashioned um, for us to be. And what's cool about it is that whatever vision that is or whatever he's asked you to do, it's going to be something that's so a part of you. It's not going to be something so opposed to you. It's going to be things that you do naturally for the most part. It's going to be things that... Um, that use your gifts and your talents that are in you that you may not have even known. So he may be asking you to be obedient because he wants to fine tune those gifts that maybe you have kept hidden. Maybe because when you were a child, somebody said you wouldn't, you're not a good communicator. So you, you thought all your life you're not a good communicator. And then now you're being called to speak on stages. So he may be asking you start a podcast, um, to really help you fine tune that skill of talking or go take this class, go get a degree in this, go do this, go do that. And ultimately it's just equipping you so you can live the life that he has really created you to live. We have the view of what we think we're supposed to do, but God has something so much greater. Usually that's how it goes. I thought I was going to be a physician and that was my goal. And that was the biggest achievement that I could ever achieve. But God has expanded my mind through this process of letting that dream go that there's so much more that I have for you. Like there's so many different skills and talents and beautiful things that I've put in you. And through this process, we're going to wring all that out, baby. We're going to take all that anointing and we are going to make something beautiful out of your life. But if you just stick with me on this process, you're going to see that this life is going to be so beautiful. So he's just equipping us um, when, when he's asking us to be obedient. And... To also, as I mentioned, remove the impurities, the false ideas, the perversion, and also the normalized dysfunction. There is a certain air of person we have to continuously evolve into as we reach higher levels and we reach where God is calling us to be. Certain behaviors and mindsets will not do when we are continuously getting higher in in our calling so certain dating habits that you may have had and ideas or ideas about men or about women that you may have had at 16 will not suffice if you want to have a proper healthy marriage certain behaviors and things that you thought were okay for relationships in the past will probably not be okay for marriage. So he's asking us to be obedient. So maybe he's asking you to simply read the book of Ruth or to read about marriage in the Bible because he wants to transform your mind. It said, be renewed in your mind. You renew your mind by reading the word of God. So simple things like that, we may think it's a waste of time, but he's trying to rid us of all the gunk that comes with this world, the ideas, the mentalities, the way in which we think is right. Because everybody else does it, it must be right, right? Because society says it's right. But you would be surprised at the things that you think is right, God is like, no. Or normalize dysfunction. I love that word. Like there's so many things in our lives that we normalize or we think are just normal. 
and we try to carry it into the next phase. So if you have issues with money, for example, and managing your money, if you're called to be a business owner or more importantly, an executive, you cannot carry those same money habits into your business. You're going to have to go through some type of training where you are and continuous training to rid yourself of those things so you can carry the weight of your calling. He's calling you to carry the weight of, 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 of what he's asked you to do, but he needs you to prepare. Prayer is one thing, but obedience. Um, Yo, Cornelius Lindsay said something so interesting. He said that, you know how we say in the Bible that people... Um, that knowledge is power, right? Okay, so that's a phrase, knowledge is power. But he was like, I think that that's not the, the complete view. He said, applied knowledge is power. We can have all the knowledge in the world. And honestly, we have knowledge paralysis because we have access to blogs, we have access to YouTube and conferences and all these things. And we acquire all this knowledge, but we ultimately don't apply it. So there are certain things, like back to that example with the money, You may have the knowledge that you need to get better on your finances, but unless you apply it, nothing is going to happen. And if you don't apply it, you're going to stay where you are or you will not grow as much as you could have grown, could have grown. So issues with money, your mindset, like God has been getting on me with um, the way that I think about um, showing up for for my platform. He's like, look, man, you got to commit. Like you've been taking, you've been taking baby steps for a little too long now. Now it's really time to, to get in there. You've been normalizing this fake humbleness. Um, I love uh, what Tatum Tamia said on her podcast about um, don't allow your humbleness for God to basically make you not to do what you're supposed to do. Like you think because you're being so humble that you shouldn't have a certain opportunity or you shouldn't do a, a, a certain activity or you shouldn't be somewhere because you're just trying to be humble. But it's fake humbleness. I mean, she didn't say fake humbleness, but I'm saying that. And that's what, you know, God has been really challenging me on. Like, look, I've called you to, 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 um, to travel. I've called you to speak. I've called you to, to mentor. I've called you to build. So don't, don't slap me in the face. He don't talk to me like that, but I'm just doing this for, you know, podcasting reasons. Don't insult me. That's a better word. Don't insult me by dumbing yourself down, thinking that you're serving me, but you're not going to the highest level that I've called you to be or the higher levels because we're always going up levels. So I shouldn't, for me, be normalizing the behaviors that I've been doing and think that they're okay for where I'm trying to go. Okay. So the obedience is more than just he's some God who just wants me to do something for him because he's so hungry for my attention. No, because he knows that, look, I put these certain parameters up. I've put some tasks that I want you to do because ultimately I want you to be a part of what I'm doing. And I really love you and I really want the best for you. I don't want you to stay where you are. I want you to keep evolving. So please, can you be obedient? So this is a plea to anybody who is listening that if you know God is asking you to do stuff, this is, this is, this is it. This is a sign. Maybe you've been praying for a sign. This is the sign. Be obedient because it's the work and the fruit that comes out of your obedience is more. We want to be people who are anointed, um, more than just talented. We want to be dripping with oil. We want to have the Holy Spirit breathed upon everything that we're doing. So 
business. Yes, the Holy Spirit can be a part of business. Money, the Holy Spirit can be a part of money and how we operate that. Those things are not wicked. The way we we nurture our families, the way we nurture our friends and how we support our communities. We want anointing. We don't just want a name and a title and some talent because talent can only take you so far. But we need to be anointed where we are. We need to break chains off of people. Your Do you know your business can actually break chains off of people? Do you know that your marriage, one thing that keeps me like, ooh, like God, okay, I'm, I'm rocking with you on this training to be a wife because I'm like, I know what I saw growing up and I don't want that, one. Two, I want people, the, one of the biggest prayers I've always told God is I want my marriage to be an example to, to people who are like me who didn't have a marriage to emulate in their lives. And the fact that they see mine is it, it shows the goodness of God. It shows his glory. It shows how awesome he is. But I have to prepare for those things. I have to be obedient to what he's asking me to. And I'm going to do a podcast on that, like preparing as a single person, how to be a spouse or how he's been preparing me um, to be a spouse because we have to prepare. And usually the preparedness comes in the obedience the things that he's asking us to do. So we want to be anointed people of God. We don't want to be just so-so, oh, I'm kind of a believer some days out of the week, but I still be wilding. No, we want to be women and the men who are listening, anointed believers. We want to have power and authority in what we're doing. And that only comes through the pressing. That only comes through um, him working us. like Just like he worked the, the potter and the clay in Jeremiah, that is what produces the oil. That is what produces our anointing. So read your Bible. <laughs> read the Bible. It is beautiful. It is awesome. Take it a step at a time. If you want me to do like, I don't know, a Bible study or something about how to read the Bible or how I've been able to do it, I would love to share with you. Um, let me know. I'm Yeah, definitely DM me or send me an email, anything. Help let, let help me help you. Um whatever would get you interested in reading your word. And then also I understand that obedience can be challenging. I mean, you guys have heard my story um, and it's still going and continuing and I'm still walking through a process. Um, So obedience can be challenging, but have the perspective that he loves me. That's why he's asking me to be obedient. And ultimately his grace and his love, he wants me to be a part of his mission. So you may be thinking, what in the world? How am I supposed to do all this? It's really hard out here. You don't understand what I'm going through. And honestly, I'll just leave you with this. How you can be truly obedient is just purely by the Holy Spirit. That's it. Because the Bible says that we are led, like you can be led by your flesh, which leads to death. But you can be led to the Spirit, which leads to life. It is only by the Spirit that we can be obedient and carry the weight in which our callings require the 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 task in which God is asking us to do. And it's not that his weight or his burden is so heavy like the law because he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That come follow me and let me teach you how I how I, I how how I do this. You know what I'm saying? The only way that we can understand this is through the Holy Spirit. So we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible says the Holy Spirit is the advocate. He's our advocate. The Holy Spirit walks with us. What's the, what does an advocate do? An advocate 
off the top of my head, <laughs> supports it. Basically, the advocate supports. The advocate says, you do this, don't do this, or fights on our behalf, or, or speaks to the judge on our behalf. That's a better way. Speaks to the judge on our behalf. The Holy Spirit instructs us what to do. That's why Jesus said that I'm going to leave for now. Or I'm going to leave right now, but I'm going to send your helper. I'm going to send the advocate and the advocate is going to be with you. And ultimately, the only way that you can be identified as a child of God is that the spirit of God is within your spirit. That is how God identifies a child of God. Your spirit, his spirit, the Holy Spirit is within your spirit. So this is even an invitation for somebody who has not received the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit as you're listening to this that I really need you to come in my spirit. I need I need the help of the Holy Spirit because we cannot we cannot overcome sin um or our our or normalized dysfunction that has led to sin or behaviors or anything without the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you that right now because the Holy Spirit equips us on how to go about it. Because all of this can seem so daunting, but with the Holy Spirit and us leaning, us grabbing onto, onto the Holy Spirit and grabbing onto our, our Father, will we be able to actually do and be obedient to what He's asking us individually and as a body to do? So get the advocate in your life. And if you have the advocate and you ain't calling on the Holy Spirit, today's your day. Let the Holy Spirit be a part of whatever you're doing. Invite him into your journey and really be led, be led by the Holy Spirit in whatever you're doing. So I know you guys are like, well, this is supposed to be the month of love, right? But if we don't show love to the one who loved us first, how are we able to show love to others? And that is just the reality of it. We cannot and will not understand love unless we understand the one who first loved us. The Bible says we love first because we love because he loved us first. So we must learn how to love God, serve the Lord. And I guarantee you, you will see the fruit in your life. You'll see a change in your life. Even if it's slow and steady, I promise you the change you will see will be everlasting rather than you do something quick. Um, in a worldly sense, and then it all comes crashing down later. So let us be led by the Spirit and let us be obedient. So I just want to encourage you on that. Um, I pray that um, you've heard this and your ears are open and maybe certain perspectives about you has changed. Maybe certain things um, regarding the way you're living will change because you really desire to want to know the Lord. And I pray that you would have that desire to know him. If you don't have it and you feel kind of apathetic to God, that you would just be like, you know what, Lord, I this is what I've been feeling. This is I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to keep it 100 I'm not really feeling you, but I pray, Lord, that I would have a desire and a burning in my belly to know who you are intimately so I can serve you my whole life. So again, I just pray that it, that, that, that ministers to you for whoever is listening and that you would just be obedient to the Lord. And yeah, we can get to the love stuff um, with people once we continue to grow our relationship with him first. So, all right, guys, that is the end of this episode. Um, you know, I'm going to just pray for you guys real quick, even though I kind of just pray, but I'm going to just pray because I feel um, I should pray for some of you. Um, dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would just lead your children into obedience. I pray, Heavenly Father, that they would have a heart for you, no matter where they are, Lord, no matter what they've done, oh God, 
I pray, Lord, that you would just create a new heart, a new heart of flesh and not of stone. I pray that every stubborn heart would be released, oh God, and that they would desire to serve you because you are the one that's worthy of our praise. You're the one who's worthy, oh God, of everything in us, oh God, because you've given up so much for us and you continue to do it and you continue to be so faithful. So God, I speak your spirit, the Holy Spirit upon every person that's listening, that they would receive the Holy Spirit within them and they would be moved, almighty God, to just serve you with their whole life. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy, that you're not a God who punishes us, oh God, for making mistakes, Heavenly Father, but you correct us in love. And Lord, I pray this is a, another form of correction for some of us, oh God, um, that we would just walk in the way, that narrow path, oh God, and we would follow you with our whole hearts. So we thank you for the opportunity to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so here's the actual one of the episode. Um, let me know if this episode helped you. Um, if this is an area that you're continuously growing in, just like myself, there's always levels to obedience. So um, let me know if this is ministered to you in any way. Second, if you are in the Tampa Bay area, you already know the tea event is coming up, y'all. It's coming up really soon. So if you're interested in learning how to incorporate rest into your daily lives, learning how to manage yourself just much better so you're not burning out so quickly, especially in this new year, um, come to the tea event. And we're also going to be making tea. So every person is going to walk away with their own tea, their own tea bags, like the own, like a couple of ounces of fresh, um, tea, uh, that you can brew at home for yourself. So if you're interested in doing that, look in the link in the bio or uh, the show notes of this episode and buy your ticket. I would love to see you there. It's going to be such an awesome event. It's going to be peaceful. It's going to be restful. And we're really going to look into how are we operating in our days and what can we do to change? How can we be more intentional? So that is it for me. I hope you enjoyed and I'll speak to you on the next episode.